What's up, guys? Welcome to Just So We're Clear, a podcast brought to you straight out of Singapore with your hosts, Marissa True and myself, Hanley Hofer. Now, if you've listened to us before, well, you know the deal. But if you're new here, well, hey, welcome. So on this show, we cover pretty much everything to do with modern life, female empowerment, sex, mental health, finances, you name it, we do it in the most uncut way possible. Mm -hmm. So grab a coffee, maybe even a glass of wine. No, definitely some wine. Light a scented candle. Or maybe you're at the gym or you're cooking your dinner. But consider this next hour your time to feel like you're not alone. Because trust us, we get it. It's just so we're clear. Hey, gang. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) The hesitation I saw in your eyes as you were trying to figure out how to say hello. The variety. The pressure. It's more how much we have to cover today. I think that's it. There is so much to get through. Um, uh, But before that, an official hello. Welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Where to even begin? (laughs) I was just thinking of how when you read like a theater script, it'll be like pause for reply. (laughs) Pause for applause. So, um, guys, okay, I just would like to take a minute to thank all of our therapists. Let's start there. <laughs> Shout out to our therapists, to the counselors. What's your therapist's name? I'm. I'm am I, was, I at liberty to share? Full, not full name, just first name. Steph. <laughs> Mine's Marina. Um, shout out to them. And also shout out to you guys who have taken the steps to do the work, to seek help, uh, because I have a really exciting collaboration to share with you. If you guys haven't heard of this new app, check it out. It's called rightnow.care. And when I say write, it's like writing right. in your journal. Oh, I thought it was like R-I-T-E. W-R-I-T-E-N-O-W dot care. It is available on the App Store and the Play Store. And basically, it is a subscription-based counseling service um, through your mobile phone. So you can access counselors through text messages and even have one-on-one private like video calls as low as like $15 a month. Like that's super accessible. There are different packages. But one of the things when it comes to like counseling and therapy in Singapore is that people always talk about the price, right? Mm -hmm. Because it is expensive. And I don't even think it's a Singapore thing. I think it's universally expensive. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like this is the perfect opportunity. If you've always thought about going to therapy, you're not sure where to begin. So you just want to dip a toe in. This sounds like the perfect way to start without it burning a hole in your pocket. And it kind of gets you comfortable as well. Like if you're going to text someone before actually going into a clinic and meeting them, it's like a great little warm up before you really find your feet with this exercise. Exactly. Well put. So I signed up to test it out. I did it myself, guys. I trialed it for y'all. And um, within 48 hours, I was linked up to a really knowledgeable and helpful counselor. And within 30 minutes, I confess there was a breakthrough and I didn't expect it to happen so quickly and with such quality. And I really rate the service. And you guys know us. We're big advocates on mental wellness, mental health. So check it out. I actually have a special promo code for you. You can get 50% off your first two months and the details again in the description below um Mm -hmm. and yeah and if you are questioning whether this is still something that you want to explore or you're not quite sure yet 
always take this as a form of experiment for yourself because especially with therapy, one thing people often forget is that you're supposed to figure out a therapist that actually works for you. Sometimes the first one isn't the perfect one and using a service like right now actually encourages you to find someone who is a good fit so you can know with absolute certainty that you're going to get the support that you need no matter what it looks like. So there we go, guys. Check it out. Like I said, details are below. Yay! Oh, wait, <laughs> third one. Have you guys seen our photo shoot? We look hot as heck. <laughs> Don't we? I stare at those photos of us all the time. I'm like, damn. We should put like a before and after of when we first started this podcast and the <gasps> photos that we did on the side of the streets at like Duxton Hill. I don't even know if you guys have seen it, but it was so cute and amateur compared to these professional editorial level snaps. So shout out to our buddy, Karan. No, Martin, excuse me, for helping us dope. I mean, to be fair, both of those photographers have done an amazing job of making us look semi-professional despite our behaviors and our antics. So I think we owe them both a lot. But I do think we should map out our befores and afters because we were so cute and so little. And then now we're all like, we glued up. (laughs) (laughs) We got our makeup did and everything. Look at that. All right, guys, so much is happening this season, but I think that's it for announcements. Let's get into this sexy steak sandwich. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> Shotgun the beef. Um, uh, What's okay. the beef of the week? <sighs> well, we got to say beef of the week because you already know where I want to where I want to go with that. Let's before we Let's get to that. attack the men of the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> there is a story behind Marissa's comment. Um why don't we start with what something we haven't done for the last couple of episodes, which is our MEPS, our mental, emotional, physical, spiritual check-in. Mm-hmm. Let's just set the base tone. Where are we at? How are we feeling? I know physically we're both feeling real sweaty because we're in the afternoon sun and as beautiful as it looks on camera, I have booty sweat. I have cleavage sweat. Like nothing can save us. This position that I'm in is to just keep my limbs from touching each other. I'm leaning my head against the back of this wall because if I lean it forward, I'm in sunlight. And then my forehead just drips. I'm so happy this is a wide shot. <laughs> no one can see the beads of sweat. Um, uh, blood, sweat, and tears. Okay, so why don't you begin? Okay, mentally, mentally we're a little bit more fragile because it's just a classic case. My sleep has not been good. Um, which is affecting my physical. It's basically a little bit of stress and anxiety. It's mainly to do with work stuff. So it's all recognizable. It's all manageable. Emotionally, I feel pretty good. Um, I was telling you earlier that I burst into tears when I was listening to Simon and, Garfun- Simon and Garfunkel's Sound of Silence. Because How does that I go? Don't, dude. Like- How does it go? How does the song go? Well, it starts off with Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. And I just listened to the lyrics properly for the first time and then went through Spotify to check what they actually were in detail. And I just sobbed, genuinely just sobbed. And you want to know why I sobbed? Because my parents aren't immortal and one day I might have to exist without them and I wasn't okay with it on a Sunday night. Shit, girls. Just from Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel <laughs> fucked me up, dude. Oh, man. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so, But spiritually, we're okay. Okay. <laughs> hey. Physically? Oh, yeah. You're Physic- exhausted. Yeah, I'm just tired. But Okay. So Marissa's going through like a life and death <laughs> accidental <laughs> crisis over there. Yeah. Brought on by 
Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and freaking Garfunkel. Um, uh, how am I doing? Oh, I'm actually at, uh, in a great place. I woke up this morning and my boyfriend was like, what are you going to do today? And I was like, I'm going to hang out with my best friend. Me. I fully expected you to say me when you first told me this story. I know. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling. low-key upset. Because I was like, you knew you were going <laughs> to hang out with me, but that isn't the me you meant. So... No, and I'll tell you why. It's because I've been doing a lot of acts of service. And I don't, I'm not complaining. I was very happy. I helped my dad put together his 80th birthday. There was a lot of effort and hosting and just being a good Asian daughter for it that. It looks so cute. It was super cute. So that was a lot of outwardness. I had a lot of work recently that required me to be a lot of extroverted energy. And then I was hosting circles in the recent times. And that's also you know, holding space. That's a lot of outward energy. And I realized there hasn't been a day that I've really just hung out with myself. And so hanging out with my best friend, me, was to fill in that little self-love cup. And that was what today was about. And honestly, all I did was watch New Girl and nap. That sounds great. Yeah. That sounds like a Wednesday yeah. to me. Falling in love with Schmidt all over again. Oh, my oh God. Oh, my God. Schmidt is a king. Schmidt! Who in New Girl are you? We spoke about this. I'm clearly Cece. I know it's really funny. Yeah, I know. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, oh my God, I'm CC. Guess who I am? Because I know who I am and some people get it wrong. Even people close to me. Which I know, is you're Winston. <gasps> I've told you this before. I know. It's important that people know that I'm actually Winston. I know, it's strange, but I accept it. I accept <laughs> you. Uh, <laughs> you know, one time, and people may not get this if they don't know the show, but Winston has this habit of just really strange and really niche pranks. Oh, he's so shit at pranks. Yeah, so you know what I did? I put... <laughs> an edamame in my sister's sandwich once and she was just like this this is when you're winston right here this moment now and i was like oh my god she's right because oh before god. that i completely denied it it's the same with brooklyn 99 who are you um uh i'm chelsea yeah you know who i am boyle Every time I watch Boyle, I'm like, damn, that's exactly what I am. Chelsea's the receptionist. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Chelsea yeah. Peretti. I, yeah, she's my queen. Okay, well, <laughs> physically, I'm feeling good. I've been going to Pilates. Oh, yeah, you're a Pilates hoe now. Pilates early. How does I, your back feel? How does the spinal tension feel? Oh, it feels great. Also, like, I take back about what I said about Pilates being a gentle workout because I took an advanced class and it fucked me up, girl. Dude, Pilates was, is not gentle. You no, know, I was sweating. And at, and at certain points, I was confused. I was cussing. It was the same emotion and confusion I had when I first went to spin. That's how I felt when I went to bar and they're like, and pulse. And I was like, fuck yourself. Yeah. Like, it was <laughs> agony. I hated it. My favorite thing about Pilates is making eye contact with anyone nearby to just hope that they're on the same level of torture that I am. Because that's how I make friends. Pilates is a dark horse because it does look like, oh my God, we're just going to do like a little lunge. And then like, and it's all like super slender women in spandex. And those women are tough. They're as Amazonians. Hell. They are Amazonians. Your dog's crotch is in my face. <laughs> Your dog's face is in my crotch. I'm sorry. Um, so that feels good. And spiritually, I actually oh, I'll tell you. I oh. had a nice I've I've been having a series of really nice cosmic coincidences recently. Um, you know, I've been saying that like things that I ask for have freakishly becoming true. Yes. But also it's because I choose to look for the magic in coincidences. Like I like the belief that nothing is really just a coincidence, that sure. there's always a, a sign or something bigger at play. And it makes me feel connected to whatever higher power there is. And so recently on my way to Pilates that morning, I had Whitney Houston's song 
in my head. Which one? Um, Saving All My Love For You. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great song. And I was like humming it all morning and I was humming like the lead up to the chorus. And, like, yeah. And it was just like a really beautiful day. And after Pilates, my endorphins were on a high. And bro, I get into the cab. I sit down. And that specific lyric and the song Whitney Houston is playing on the radio. As in the song just continued this, as you got as into the it cab. It got in. That's awesome. Like I like the song I was singing in my head was playing in the cab. And you can say that, yeah, that was just a coincidence. But think about it. Out of all the grabs I could have called, and of all the songs on all the music stations, and all the like opportunities and minutes I could have sat in the cab, I sat in at the exact moment that that one little bridge of the song happened. happened. I look at that as like cosmic connection. Um, I mean, so yeah. yes, I'm feeling in line with whatever's out there. I think it's great to just not seek out explanation every once in a while and just enjoy it for what it is. Whether you want to call it a coincidence, whether you want to call it magic, just like enjoy it. There are so few beautiful things on this earth. And it's weird coming from me because you asked me two years ago, I would have found the perfect rationale as to why that song played at the same time as you were listening to it. And now I'm just like, nah, that's cool. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> have fun with that. <laughs> Growth. <laughs> so I'd say we're on a nice balanced plane yeah. today. Yeah. yeah you want to yeah, talk yeah. about are. the realization of your parents' mortality? Bro. <laughs> it just, okay, so that song was just, it just crystallized something that we all already know. But it's when you notice that your parents are getting older. And like, listen, my parents are really fit. They take care of their health. They're in great shape. But as I get older and I'm starting to think a little bit more about what I might have to do a little later on to make sure that they're taking care of themselves. Are they having a healthy dinner on a Sunday night when the helper is on leave? And like all those little questions that I ask myself that I'm like, what if it just one day they can't? And then like the people that I look to to take care of me are the ones that I have to take care of. And it's just going to break my heart. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's the inevitable. It's going to happen to all of us. Yeah, like my parents are my best friends. Yeah, that's really cute. Like I don't but they got to stay like that forever. Yeah, no. There there are key moments in all of our lives when something happens and you realize that gradually it may not be today, but we are taking steps and we are already on the path to become their caretakers. And I think it's the thing where you never realize it's happening or you don't realize how much the transition's already taken place until you just reflect back to say I don't know three years ago five years ago and you're like things were so different then and like and I didn't notice the temperature change and now I'm picking up on these little signals and thinking holy shit one I have to be ready mm -hmm. so that introduces like a pressure and like, obviously, one that I want to take on because I want to make sure I do everything in my power to take care of my parents. But I'm also like, holy shit, that's terrifying. Like, what if I can't? What if I don't have the means? How much money do I have to save? Like, what services do I need to think about? How do I make sure that their checkups are all up to date? Like, it's terrifying. It's absolutely terrifying. How are we supposed to raise a kid when you got to, like, take care of your parents? It's just the circle of life. It's not how. You just do. We're, we will make it work because... That's what you do for the people you love. You just make it work. Um, I, I feel that. I've been feeling that for a long time. You know, like I also have 
older parents. My mom had me in her 40s. My dad had us in his 50s. Dad turned 80 last weekend. Like, he's a very fragile man at this point. But his spirit is totally young. And that's the important thing. I think, like, our parents know that they're aging. They know. But their spirit is the thing that keeps them as they are. And I think the best thing we can do as their kids, even as their friends, is to not play up to their age. Play with them at the age they want to be. Because, like, if I go around, if I keep, like, telling and reminding my dad, dad, you're 50 or, like, really fragile and senior, like, yeah. that's really disheartening for him because he genuinely thinks he's 30. I love that. <laughs> but it is true. Like, I, my parents have always said, you only feel the age that you decide you are and both of my parents feel like they're in their 30s or 40s they're like there comes a point in your life where your personality doesn't change anymore you know who you Mm -hmm. are and you stick with it and it carries through which is amazing but then I'm also like I think when it comes to physical stuff where you're like maybe don't take certain risks at you know I don't know the gym like maybe don't do the exercise that might cause you to topple over like maybe don't start marathon running at this age with that much vigor and it's kind of like doing it from a place of I think you're fully capable but there's also a risk that you could get hurt and yeah I, I hear you and there's different approaches to that like for example my dad and his diet and like also his alcohol intake cheese bread and sausage and beer like classic German, German man with the occasional cigar like dude just thinks he's invincible and he is in a lot of ways but life. also on the other angle which is like dude you're 80 have the cigar have your beer have your cheese enjoy your life like yes take the risk because like also the quality of life to be so careful is like that's not my or our family's version of living and aging yeah no yeah. that i completely agree with it's like you're a full-grown adult I'm never going to tell you what to do. You're going to take care of yourself in the way that you see fit. But sometimes it's like, it's more, you can tell there's like an element of pride or an element of trying to hold on to the way things were at the risk of hurting yourself where you're at now. Do you know what I mean? I do. I do. It all comes from a place of love. But yeah, honestly, though, it's going to happen to all of us. I think it's safe to say that as part of our maturing, the realization that our parents are adults too and they're not the superheroes anymore. That's what fucks me up. Yeah, that's like a huge growing pain that yeah. honestly doesn't really change. Like, I think the more, the older we get and the older they get, like the realization doesn't truly go away. Because for example, like my boyfriend now, he's older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and his parents are older than mine. And he has different experience around aging parents. And it's still, it's there's still this like, oh, my superman is, you know, not think, able to yeah. fly like he used to. It's just always going to be there. Yeah, I remember talking to my dad because my dad's, both my grandparents on that side, have, actually all my grandparents have passed away. And I just remember speaking to my dad about it. And he was just like, there is no level of adulthood that prepares you for the loneliness you feel when you lose your parents. Yeah. Because that's finally when you realize there is no one to take care of me in that way anymore. And I was like, oh, oh. I cry just thinking about it. I'm thinking of sound like sound of science all over again. No. It's making me tear up. 
Well, cherish them while they're here. And um, their legacy will live on. Listen, it's the circle of life. And actually, you know what? I actually think that this topic aging parents like the inevitable unfortunately i do feel like there is such a thick layer of avoidance around it in our society because it hurts it hurts and it's a painful thing to talk about but it's also our choice of how much pain and hurt that we want to use when talking about it we can always have a choice to talk about life and the end of life being like shared in terms of enjoyment and celebration mm. and like like a real finale kind of like last hurrah mindset as opposed to like mm, it's coming like it's all our choice of how we approach these topics yeah and i do think also at the end of the day n there is no preparation like there is nothing that's going to help us prepare for how that's actually going mm -hmm. to feel at the time so like going in with the attitude of celebrating their life you know as and when they do pass, because we are human beings, we are mortal, is a beautiful and wonderful thing. But I think nothing's going to prepare us for how we deal with the inevitability of the pain of it all, because yeah. it is going to hurt. Like it's none of us hurt. are going to be like, oh, but I'm going to party through it because that's what they would want. Like, also, you know what else is going to hurt? The freaking yelling that we're going to get if our parents found out that we were talking about their deaths. They're going to be like, what are you doing? I'm just going to, Dad, don't What are you to doing? One. They're going to get mad. They're going to be like, are you dumb? We were like 30. Stop. Like, <laughs> I am basically 19. Yeah. Like, I, I'm actually nervous. I feel like their parents' spidey senses are probably perking up right now, being like, those kids are talking some those shit. Those bitches are talking about <laughs> Um. Yeah. No, my dad has said a million times, he's just like, like, don't worry yourself with that now. And it's true. But I, I love them so much. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, I guess it'll happen when it happens. But let's not fret and get too caught up in the thing that isn't close to happening. I just blame Simon and Garfunkel. It's their, honestly. Honestly. Garfunkel with your funny ass name. Art Garfunkel. Okay. Well, Simon, what's his first name? No one knows. Unless, I don't know. He's not relevant. <laughs> He's also relevant. Like, it's, they're great. <laughs> I know. We're just talking shit. Just now. musical icons. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, fuck you guys. Um, okay. Are they just... alive? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We'll Google it. So, to switch it up, um, beef. Yeah. So, Marissa, you've had this, you know, like like the the wheel of just the inevitable the thoughts around that being brought up crises crises happening on your end memento mori. my end i've coming i've had like a like the last 48 hours i'm like i'm trying like to not punch something yeah throw hands i'm trying to like i'm taking my hoops off i'm getting pissed i'm getting triggered who are we fighting i got beef i actually have an issue like was the Here's the thing, bit. okay, and this is to the women because I know women get it. Men online are creeps. Not all men, obviously, but there is a certain group of true. There be a lot of you trolls that are disgusting, and all of us ladies have had our fair share of micro to massive aggressions from men throughout our lives, right? Like the whistles on the streets, the mm -hmm. stares in public, the photo taking when they didn't ask for it. Just like we've all encountered that level yeah. of behavior. The, ugh, yeah. Ugh, hate yeah. them. But 
it also happens way too regularly online. And like as someone in an online space, I'm just going to admit it. Like the microaggressions that I get from dudes online, it really pissed me off recently. I mean, especially as a public figure. And also just as a woman who like isn't shy of my sexuality and like my femininity. But it means that because people see you as a public figure, it almost they feel even more entitled to comment. Yeah. And just say shit. So the other day um, I saw Julia Fox say this comment where basically because, you know, she's become like a mother in the sense of like the feminine space of like being like a warrior, female warrior um, championing for us ladies. And someone questioned her about why is it okay that women take digs at men? Like, wouldn't equality and fe- do it first? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't equality and feminism mean that like neither of us should be taking digs at each other? And while that approach has some sense to it, the fact is that men have been punching down. So when women take digs at men, we're actually punching up. Like we're fighting upwards. We're fighting against you after like well, a yeah. lifetimes and years. Yeah. If you're talking about a social power structure, women yeah. have always had the shorter end of the stick. Exactly. So when women present insult, it's to challenge a system that's come at their own disadvantage. It's the same way with like when people talk about like if you make a joke about, I don't know, white people and they're like, it's racist. Well, it's not like you're hurting their feelings, but there's no systemic like structure that is keeping them down the way that they oppress everybody else. So So recently, though, like I want to bring this conversation back up because I'm someone who believes that if someone is bullying you, like, you know, we've talked about this. There's like the whole concept of like be the bigger person. But I also believe in standing up for yourself. 100%. And like I know that obviously I'm not going to go exert and put my energy towards disgusting male internet trolls but there has been a level of me that like just by nature i really just want to fight them because they are just so insulting to not just me but just towards women in general for example okay i made a video the other day talking about my period pain and i basically said in this video that every time madam flow comes around leading up to it my hormones trick me and I always like, I'm like, why is this happening to me? And then my period comes. I'm like, ah, it's you fucking bitch. <laughs> but every, even though I track my period, my hormones trick me. And I posted this and like 80, 70% of the responses were from women being like, me too. Yeah. And then the other 30, 40% of responses, whatever my math, were from dudes just saying the most misogynistic things. Things like, well, maybe you just need to find a husband. I don't think a husband is a solution to period drama yeah or just have a baby that'll solve it yeah, that'll solve a period for nine months but then you gotta deal yeah. with a whole other world of pain and i'm just over it i'm over it and i just would like the ladies to know that if you're feeling over it too about all these like little things that we just get so used to ignoring i feel you because like even if we've done a good job and we've learned to ignore and to like not make eye contact and to disengage it is still taxing it is yeah it's kind of like how many punches can you take before you're allowed to just react and be fully within your rights to react because the thing is i think there are like pockets of the internet where you do feel surrounded by almost like a supportive culture like i would say our podcast is one of them like Mm -hmm. you go to our page and everyone's just celebrating everything it's so nice it's so friendly then you go into the big wide world of the for you page and you start reading comments and you're like what hole did you crawl out of? It's like horrible. How did you wake up and decide, I just want to be mean to people or I just want to make nonsensical points because I want someone to treat me as if I know better? Like, it doesn't make sense. So 
I believe in standing up and I don't like being a bystander. So I think we should encourage a bigger culture of others standing up for each other because I stand up for strangers on the Internet often. I, I, stand, I stand up for my friends online. I stand up yeah, when stood I... Up, yeah, you stood up for me online. Because I believe that like, as part of our responsibility as online users, it is our responsibility to make the safe space for others. Yeah. So I just like to use this moment to encourage that if we see people just negging on others, actually not even a gender thing, I would like to encourage all of us to just take the extra time to type out something in defense for another. Because that just helps make not just like the online space better but the world better <laughs> it is true it's kind of like stand up for your fellow comrade I don't know that sounds very militaristic but like I just I mean I've always taken the view of when I read blatant trolling online I'm just like I just can't engage with you because I just don't want to engage with a person who's at that level like for me it's just the biggest time suck and I, I guess when it's targeted towards me I just learned not to take it personally whatsoever just because I'm like, I don't respect you and therefore I'm not going to respect the opinion you have to share or anything you have to say. But then it is different when I see it going after another person. I'm like, that's harder for me to watch mm -hmm. and harder for me to stand by on. Mm -hmm. That's when I'll start like taking out my hoops and throwing hands. There's this TikToker who I don't know if you've heard of her. Her name is Drew Afulo. Who I still don't have TikTok. God, like. For fuck's sake, girl. <laughs> anyway, so she is a girl online who doesn't hold back on replying to these horrible, disgusting men. And she is like this new, well, not new, but she is part of the wave of ladies online who are standing up for each other in this space. And she's done so well. Like they've actually given her a, a podcast. Like Spotify oh, has given her like sick. a million dollar deal podcast because she has done such a good job on like standing up for the sisters. And awesome. I love that. And I just think that if the our podcast, if if this message can land on any ears, I'd like to get behind that. Yeah. I think the other challenge that people face is like oftentimes you'll see people rally for one another, but I guess their their tactics don't necessarily make the situation better. Like I don't necessarily think fighting fire with fire is a is a great method, but I feel like that's the most common one you come across on the internet. So someone's just like, you suck. And then someone else replies, no, you suck. Instead of being like, dude, step back, chill out. Like, you don't need to throw insults. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's a different form of defense that can be used. But I think most people just, it kind of just turns into this downward spiral of everyone just biting each other. Well, yeah. You wonder why there is such a polarity between men and women online and why disgusting monsters like Andrew Tate have come onto the scene. Yeah. It's because there are behind keyboards like a growing disdain for the opposite gender. And because people have such confidence hiding behind their screens, like it breathes and it then it shows up in real life. But it's also because platforms like social media, whether we like it or not, give everyone a level playing field, meaning everyone feels as entitled as one another to the opinions they're going to express rightly or wrongly. And that's that's just a recipe for chaos. And I'm not saying like, I don't have the solution. I don't know how you fix something like that. But it's why you have dumbasses like Andrew Tate shouting as loud as, say, Oprah Winfrey, and then them having... I don't know, comparable audience sizes. Like, it's, it's disgusting. It's awful. It's horrible. There was this book I read half of. 
<laughs> called Men Who Hate Women. Oh, yeah. And I think it's really important that people know the depth of how big incels and the community of incels are. Because get this, right? And it's it's a terrifying thought, but it's so true. So this man, he has all of these his reasons of why he dislikes women, right? And he mm -hmm. goes online and he finds this terrible group of disgusting incels mm -hmm. that make him feel seen, heard, and supportive validated. and validated. Yeah. And so there he is online and he's like part of the hate and he's spewing and he's part of this Andrew Tate incel movement. But this person in real life could be in a position of power, for example, a doctor or a lawyer mm -hmm. or someone who actually has enough power to make change into people's lives. Mm -hmm. So then he leaves his online persona online, but he still carries those horrible values with him into the real world. Yeah. And because of these like spread values, he then practices them in the real world and then causes like pain and in like uh, inequality yeah, I mean, that's why we have so many of those terrifying instances of violence, mm -hmm. particularly in America, if we're really going to call out a country like those instances of violence where it's just one guy when they're like, oh, my God, this took us so by surprise. But then you look at his online history and the communities that he mm -hmm. was a part of and the people he was talking to, and the conversations that they're having. And it's it's the danger of the echo chamber, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's that, yes, there's a lot of beautiful things about finding your online community. But there's also a lot of capacity for damage if not monitored carefully and like not having conversation. I, again, I don't know the answer, but having conversations that are inclusive of everybody. So there's always this counterpoint. There's always this challenge to your viewpoint. The, yeah. I, and basically, there is no black and white solution that we can solve or know about. But talking about it, reminding people to have awareness about it and also realizing that like to some, it can be like, ignore the troll on the internet. It mm -hmm. can, some, it can mean that. But it can also mean that we are helping, feeding and not reacting and protecting like a safe space that can actually translate to unsafe spaces yeah. for minorities, women, whatever, in yeah. real life. I mean, that's so, the thing. Yeah, Finding was, spa safe spaces on yeah. the internet. So I was triggered by online trolls, but that's because it meant this to me. And it's also just because you think about your own behaviors as you engage online and mm -hmm. the kinds of comments you'll leave on people's posts and just be like, what does it like? Why would someone ever feel compelled to be so mean it's, it when here I me. am commenting on thirst traps and being like, being like yes, bitch. <laughs> So here's. Like, I was talking more about like the male thirst traps that I've seen you comment on. Oh, like have you seen my recent comment? Which one is it? The lumberjack again? No, not lumberjack. Um, oh, the I've, cooking guy. I'm, no, I'm disgusted at myself for the things I've said to my lumberjack. My favorite one was the comment to your comment that said, "Find God." <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there was a sexy lumberjack online. What's his name? I Thor. Forgot. Thor. No, Bradley, Bradley Thor. <laughs> And you've Ladies, probably seen look him. it up. You'll know. <laughs> Yo, I mean, I will admit I'm embarrassed at what I said, but whatever, it was funny. <laughs> Dude, I genuinely, every single time he posts something new, I just check if you've commented. Yeah. I don't even watch his reel anymore, as hot as he is. No, he, he actually started following me and he replied and I felt really awkward. But <gasps> he basically is a lumberjack that like splits wood and disgusting, perverted, hilarious me left a comment that was like, split me in half. <laughs> <laughs> Find God. 
What was the no? And there was the guy with the cooking one. Oh, you guys know about the cooking Cedric, pervert. Cedric something. You, you guys Have you know. seen the girl who created an account, like the woman who created an account just for react videos to his? We should get her on and the podcast. Honestly, <laughs> she's amazing because halfway through, she's like, yo, guys, I'm starting to get into it. <laughs> Yeah, no, he posted a video in the last month and I replied saying, I don't know if this made or ruined my day. (laughs) And I stand by that. Anyway, we're getting a little distracted. That's all we're saying is that's the kind of commentary you should leave on the internet. But also, see, I feel like when women do it, it's almost low-key harmless. But when a guy does it, you're like, that's Uh, harassment. Yeah, (laughs) it is. (laughs) That's verbal harassment. It is. Um, anyway, it is our, I think it is like a communal responsibility to create safe spaces. And with that, don't forget to share some love to your favorite uh, online personas. Yeah, I eat uh, <clears throat> us. <laughs> because, okay, you guys may not know this, but if you go onto Spotify, you can leave comments on our episodes now and we can actually set up Q&As so we can get some feedback on some of the things that we raise but I think all of you guys should leave a comment just experiment with the format we want to see how it works as well but we did get one comment from a dude that just wrote horny needs sex no (laughs) you see what I mean that was the only that was the first comment we ever got on our Spotify comments and I was like really like really you 100% didn't listen yeah (laughs) Like at least listen, at least give us five stars before you ask us for that up shit. If that was the same comment that popped up after this episode, we talking about like Simon Garfunkel. <laughs> He's like, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." Horny needs sex. <laughs> God, I love go hate away, dude. Like, ugh, love hate it. Anyway, guys, um, I feel like that was a lot covered there. We went from mortality to trolls. And we shared about circles and we asked you to comment. I feel like we've ticked all the boxes. I think so. And Pixie has something to say because I can feel her breathing into the microphone. Yeah, she's like, it's hot girl. Come here. You want to say something? Say something. Now she's silent. Pixie's my dog. Marissa has manhandling her. Say something. Say something. I'm giving up on you. She's like. She's, Horny, ter- she's genuinely like just like <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> she's genuinely just stop breathing. All right, guys, we're calling it. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>